friends. Welcome back for another episode of Uni Life with Canvas Nottingham. I'm one of your hosts, Christine, and this week I am joined by a good friend. She is a PhD student at the University of Nottingham and has really been a part of Canvas Nottingham before Canvas Nottingham was even a thing. We're going to tell you more about that later, but I would like to welcome my good friend, Emma. Thanks so much for being with us today, Emma. Hey, Christine. Thanks for having me. So on this podcast, uh, one of the things that we like to do is create space for people to share their stories. Um, We believe that stories are a way that we can all stay connected to one another and be encouraged by one another and learn from one another. And so I'm really excited for people to get a little snapshot into your story today And so I say, let's just dive right in, shall we? Yep, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, So for starters, tell me a little bit, give everyone a little backstory about how your life got started, about growing up, where you grew up, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I was, um, well, I grew up in Birmingham, um, sort of a little town called Albury, about 20 minutes outside the city centre. I was raised by my grandma, um, just sort of through circumstance. Um, I did know my mum growing up. Um, I had a brother and sister who lived with her. um, But yeah, I grew up with my nan. Um, Yeah. Sweet. So you grew up in Birmingham with your nan. And you two have a pretty special relationship, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I think um, it was sort of us against the world a lot of the time. Um, yeah, and I'd say, you know, I was a bit of a rubbish teenager, <laughs> as a lot are. Um, so it was sort of a bit rocky in patches. But um, yeah, we were super close and we could talk to each other about a lot of things. Um, well, we still are close, I suppose. <laughs> So I'm personally really glad that you grew up in Birmingham because that's where our lives first intersected. Do you remember when we first met? Oh gosh, specifically, probably not. (laughs) I know that I was just sort (laughs) of uh, dropped off at Canvas one day um, by this person I was dating at the time. He had lectures and I was still on holiday um, from university in Nottingham and he sort of dropped me off. Um, he described it as a girlfriend daycare. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I remember meeting um, a lot of different people that day and just feeling sort of super awkward and like, should I be here? Is this just for Birmingham students? Um, but yeah. Yep. I honestly don't remember the exact moment that we met either, but I do remember a specific conversation that we had um, during one of your times and um what did you say during that conversation also kind of set the stage for people so that they can get a feel for what was going on at that point in time in your life uh yeah so i was spending um sort of my weekends down in birmingham um this was also the point in my life where i'd um taken some time out of university. So I wasn't doing so well in terms of my mental health and things. And so I was spending a lot of time down in Birmingham and also a lot of time at Canvas. 
And it was just a really valuable place for me to just go and exist as like who I was, whatever mood I was in that day, I could just go and hang out and I'd be offered tea or we could bake cookies and so many different things. And I think it was one specific day where I was actually on my way back up to Nottingham. I was hanging out uh, at Canvas and we sat down with tea on the sofas. And I just sort of said, you know, I really wish that there was a Canvas in Nottingham. You sure did. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I responded by like saying, oh, that's such a nice idea or something like that. Like, oh, that would be really nice, wouldn't it? Um, little did you know. <laughs> little did I know. So yes, you at that point in time were wishing there was a canvas in Nottingham, which you could return to. What took place between like you first coming to canvas and feeling awkward and like, is this a place where I should be to the point that you decided like, ah, I wish there was one of these at my university happened in that gap? Um. I think it was just, it was just the people uh, more than anything. It was, you know, the fact that everyone was so kind and welcoming. Um, you know, someone would be there for whatever different activity you wanted to get involved in. So if you did just want to sit quietly for a bit, you could. But then if you wanted to play some games, you could. Um, and there was just a lot going on, but in kind of a, peaceful way I know that sounds really daft um but you know you could sort of pick and choose what you wanted to do based on what you were feeling that day and there was just no pressure to be anything other than who you are and who you had the capacity to be that day basically um mm -hmm. and I just thought that it was a really valuable space that you know a lot of students would need um, you know, either throughout their university life or, you know, for whatever period of time that they're going through. Mm -hmm. Did you know at that point in time that Canvas was run by a bunch of Christians? Um, I think I did. I am pretty sure that before I was dropped off, uh, I was told that it was run by Christians. But yeah, it, you know, didn't bother me. <laughs> Up until that point in your life, what role had faith played in it? Um, so I was baptized a Catholic. Um, my nan, partly from, you know, her own faith, wanted me baptized, um, but also to try and get me into the better schools in the area. Um, you know, she wanted me to go to, to one of the Catholic schools. And so I went to a Catholic primary school and then a Catholic secondary school. Um, and then just sort of a normal sixth form college afterwards. Um, there wasn't really a faith element there. Um, in terms of, you know, non-school and on a personal level, there wasn't really much in the way of active participation uh, within the church. Um, my nan had a particularly difficult time. She, um, she had a divorce and through certain people and certain atmospheres, she just never felt welcome afterwards um despite you know her own personal faith and so um you know she never took me to church um but yeah 
uh, I did still go. Um, I went with school whenever they'd have, um, whenever they'd take us to school. And then sometimes I'd go with my friend's family. If I'd stayed over on a Saturday night, they'd take me to church on the Sunday. And then we all got to go get pick and mix after, which was quite fun. But yeah, in terms of a, a personal relationship, I think I'd say growing up that I did believe, but it was sort of difficult for me to find my place in the church when I felt like there was a lot of judgment there, I think. I can definitely see how that would have been the case, having this person who had been the basically the main person in your life, your grandmother, ha- her having a negative impact. Um, you know, we talk about how so many of us are connected to one another. Um, Miles actually spoke on that last week on the podcast episode. And I think this is a perfect example of how her experience of something ended up influencing and affecting your experience of this same thing of Christianity and faith and church and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was really difficult to sort of watch because of how, how important her faith was to her and she never felt like she had a space for that. And yeah, I think for the longest time, it was just a matter of, well, I do believe in God, but I'm not not so sure on this whole religion thing because, you know, it, it's people that sort of twist things and, and fit things for their own agenda. And so I think, you know, as soon as I left secondary school, it was sort of something that was still in the back of my mind, but not something that I was actively trying to search for answers for or, or anything like that. So I mentioned earlier that you're at the University of Nottingham doing a PhD. Did you always imagine doing a PhD? Absolutely not. (laughs) I think I, so I didn't think I really knew what a PhD was uh, for the longest time. Like it was only something I was really introduced to when I got to university as a thing. Um, and I did, um, so I did physics as my undergraduate and, and I did it because I liked it. It wasn't necessarily, you know, my best subject at school, um, but it was one of my favorites. And so I carried that forward. So I never really thought that I was smart enough. And I just sort of thought, well, I'm here to get my physics degree and then get a good job afterwards. And whenever people would talk about PhDs, I'd be like, oh, oh no, I am not clever enough for that. I, that, that, is, that is not path for me. And yet here I am. Um, Yeah, my third year project supervisor, um, she thought it went quite well. And she um, sort of took me to one side one day and said, oh, you know, have you considered doing a PhD? And I was like, I I have not. I sort of wrote that off as not for me. But obviously that sort of planted the seed of, you know, oh, maybe then, you know, if, 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 if she thinks I could do it, then then maybe. So yeah, here I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She saw something in you that you didn't see in yourself at that point in time, and it seems to have been the catalyst for you pursuing that as an option. And like you said, here you are doing a PhD, which is something you never thought was going to be possible. I think that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. It was just sort of a, 
potentially a, a stroke of luck. I don't know um, what was going on, but being assigned a project with her, you know, had it gone differently, had it been a different supervisor or anything else like that. Um, yeah. It's cool to see the way that it's played out. Definitely. Especially because I got to spend four more years hanging out at Canvas Nottingham. That's right, which is a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about next. So you were at Birmingham visiting at one point in time, preparing to come back and restart your time at Uni of Nottingham. You were hoping there was going to be a canvas here, which there wasn't, and now there is. And so what took place? Like, what do you remember about leaving Birmingham, coming back to Nottingham? How did this all transpire? Oh, gosh. So, um, yeah, so when I restarted back at university, I'd still come down and, and visit as and when I could. And then I remember one day, I think I got a message from you or something saying, oh, um, by the way, we might be, uh, we might be looking to, to start a new canvas somewhere uh, in England at one of the universities and Nottingham's on the list. And I was like, oh, this is so exciting. I hope they pick us. <laughs> um, and I know that you were going around looking at different universities and secretly I was like, I can't believe they're looking at other universities. It's not fair. Why isn't it Nottingham? <laughs> we are the best. <laughs> but yeah, then, you know, one day I got the text that was like, hey, guess what? We have picked Nottingham. And I was like, this is so exciting. And I know that you came to visit sometimes. Uh, and I remember one time Ashley coming to visit, which was super exciting because I'd met Ashley while she was on her exchange year. Um, uh, Canvas Birmingham and so to see Ashley again was really exciting and yeah I just I really enjoyed following the whole process of looking at the different universities landing on Nottingham then the different visits that you were doing on your way up to like scout out different locations and, and get your bearings at Nottingham and how it might work um, and I just really enjoy that time of like oh Christine's coming up again that means we get to have lunch this is fun yeah it was just so fun to think about Canvas coming up to Nottingham, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's fun to listen to your experience of that process, because obviously I was experiencing it as well, but from a totally different um, place. And so that conversation that we had and just knowing you and you being in Nottingham was definitely a factor in us deciding to scout at the Uni of Nottingham um, because it was like, well, we already know someone there and it met a lot of the criteria we were looking for in trying to pick a new city to go start another campus. And um, yeah, it has been incredible to just see the way that that conversation has kind of catapulted us into so many years of friendship and so many launches at man's and um yeah just getting to do life together in the same city for an extended period of time has been really special for me yeah me too i think you have probably been one of the constants in my life for the last oh gosh how many years was it 2014 that we met 
I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been really great, especially because you are very wise. <laughs> yeah, and I've really appreciated our conversations over the years. Thanks, Emma. Me too. <laughs> One of my favorite memories from once we had started, um, we had decided we were going to plant in Nottingham, but it was, you know, a ways out before it was actually going to start. And so, like you said, I was coming up to Nottingham and visiting. And I remember up until that point in time, you and I had just met and I randomly had this idea like, oh, you know, it'd be nice to meet some other students in Nottingham and see what they're like. And so I remember messaging you the day before I was coming up one time and like, hey, if you have any friends who want to like join us for lunch tomorrow, like you're, feel free to invite them. And I remember thinking to myself, there is no way, like, first of all, it's such short notice and people are probably busy. Like they probably already have plans or like who wants to have lunch with a stranger? Like what kind of invitation is that? Um, and then I remember you messaged me back and you said, uh, oh yeah, I invited like some of my course mates and they're all coming. <laughs> and uh, they did, they all came to lunch the next day. And incredibly enough, many of them have ended up doing PhDs. Um, either here in Nottingham or other places. And so, yeah, it's just wild to think about how um, impactful so many of those initial moments that were quite mundane, like there wasn't anything like super special about us going to lunch together. But I think those initial moments of meeting one another and eating together and becoming friends has wasn't just like some small moment that just like disappeared afterwards, but it was like foundational to the beginning of Canvas starting here. And it's just so fun to think back about. Yeah, I agree. I think at that point I must have been talking their ear off about the fact that Canvas was coming to Nottingham. And then, you know, when I was like, oh, you should come meet Christine. They were like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> I know so many of them like really benefited and, and enjoyed Canvas in like, you know, their final year before going off to other universities. So mm -hmm. I was glad that I could share that with them, I suppose, or, or introduce, introduce them to Canvas. Mm -hmm. So what did your journey or exploration of faith look like as you continued throughout uni? Um, I think a lot of it was mostly through conversations with you. I'd sort of, you know, bring up a point and then we'd discuss it. And and I don't think, I don't think it was like a nagging every day, oh, I have to figure this out sort of thing. It, it was more of a, an as and when something popped up, you know, I'd, I'd ask a question and things. Um, but I think, I think it was towards the end of, my undergraduate, I started to think a little bit more seriously uh, about my faith. Uh, and I know that you invited me to Christmas carols that year with a church that you'd been going to for a while. And then, yeah, again, I don't think I thought much more about it for a while after that. And then you invited me to church one weekend and I went and I really enjoyed it. And I think at that point I just didn't stop going. Um, I was getting a lot out of it. Um, and the church was was very different to what I experienced 
growing up and in particular through uh, you know the teachings at the church and through conversations with you I was introduced to this brand new idea of who God is um, and the way in which we actually have a relationship with him rather than having a set of rules that we need to follow in order to earn his love and, and respect and things and it was just this massive shift in mindset from everything that I thought I knew growing up or, or, or my takeaways from from growing up in the church had now just been completely switched and I realized that I had a lot to learn and a lot to explore just with this whole new idea that that God loves you just as you are and wants a relationship with you you know whatever that looks like at the beginning and so yeah that was just sort of the start of exploration as a faith for me rather than just oh well I was baptized and I go to church school therefore I am Christian it was now more of a no I do believe and and how does that relationship look like um between me and God and I am still on that journey uh you know I've not completely figured it out I actually in a way feel like I've taken a few steps back in the last couple of years um from those initial months of going to church I think just life has thrown a few punches and it's been really difficult to sort of move through certain moments and remind myself that he is there to support me rather than rather than closing myself off and trying to sort it out myself and that's something that I, you know I'm trying to work through at the moment of like letting him back in to to help me I suppose. So you mentioned that your experience of going to church with me those Sundays was very different to what you had experienced in the past. What were some things that stood out as being different um, and what kept you coming back week after week? Oh, so much. Um, so I was used to a sort of Catholic mass where you'd go in, you'd sing some hymns, stand up, kneel, sit down, kneel, stand up. Um, you'd hear a reading and then you'd be talked at for a while and I'd sit there and I don't know how much of it was my attention was waning and how much of it was just a matter of I don't understand the link and how this fits in with my life and that was just a stark contrast um, to Trinity where you just felt the energy and the love in the room from the congregation rather than everyone just ah well it's Sunday so you have to be there it was a matter of no we want to be here and so much of it felt more like active worship and then when it came to the teachings uh, it just felt like there was a a clear link to what was being said with our lives um, as well and just the things that were being said were being said with so much passion um, and love and things like that that you know you just couldn't help but listen and be impacted by the words in some way whether or not it was a lesson that you personally needed on that day it was still something that you could think about and know that you'd be able to apply to yourself in your life in the future more so than just a reading and a dry 
a dry something <laughs> um, mm -hmm. that I was used to. So through that experience of going to church and engaging in conversation, you end up deciding that, well, I guess you go from like just calling yourself maybe a Christian to deciding like, oh, this is something I actually personally want in my life, like to be a part of my life. What led you, what would you say are some of the things that led you to making that decision? Um, so I think it was, a lot of it had to do with the way that I was feeling in general. You know, I was starting to develop more of a relationship with God and in general felt a lot more at peace with my situation. Um, you know, I was at that time, you know, really confused about whether or not, you know, the PhD was something that I should be doing and, and you know, various different things. And I think there was just a moment where, you know, there was just a peace that came over me and it just felt like God was saying, no, this is fine. This is, you know, this is where you need to be. And I think from that point, I sort of realized that there's so much that I can get out of it. But then from from what I was being given, I would then be able to give more. Um, you know, the, the peace that I felt then meant that I could carry that throughout my daily life. And it just meant that the interactions that I have with others were a lot more calm and nice and, you know, less tense than it might other ways have been. And, and in that way, I was being facilitated to love and treat others um, in a better way, I think. So the ways in which you were experiencing God and being transformed by God was then, you would see the way that that was then affecting like other relationships in your life as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know, everything felt a bit more colorful. I know that sounds really, <laughs> really odd to say, but just, yeah, life just felt a lot calmer and nicer in general, I think. And especially between the relationships with other people, yeah. You mentioned earlier that you feel like you have taken some steps back along the way. Um, and I think that's important for, I think we all experience, you know, times in our lives that feel like two steps forward, one step back, or sometimes one step forward, two steps back, to be <laughs> honest. And um, I think sometimes we have this expectation that growth looks like up into the right, this linear, steady progression, um, but that's not always the case. And so will you share a little bit more about what your experience with that has been? Yeah. So um, uh, just sort of through family circumstance, I ended up not going to church for a while. And then it sort of then got into a habit of not going. And then, you know, you sort of, I want to say retract inside yourself a little bit. Um and then more recently, I realized, in particular through listening to this podcast and some of the experiences of others on it um, and their journey, I realized how much I had been 
I want to say missing out on um, by the fact that I hadn't been continuing to to cultivate this relationship with God. And so um, I think it was this year we reinstated our, our girls group. Um, both me and, and Charlotte were feeling like we wanted to re-explore faith um, again. And then you mentioned that Alpha was going to be run uh, again through Trinity. Uh, and I thought, yeah, that's, you know, I think that's going to be really good and really helpful for me. In particular, because, you know, Alpha's the, the bare bones and the basics. And you've got this exploration in a group with other people and you get to hear their stories. And hearing their stories is definitely one of the big things that helps you along in your own journey um, to listen to their thoughts and figure out what's the same, what's different between you and things. So yeah, it's been really good recently to go back to Alpha and have a bit of a reset. Because um, I think sometimes when you go to church, there's a feeling that like you've missed all the previous episodes, you know, like there's so much to learn and there's so much just within the Bible and so many different teachings and things that it can be difficult to just sort of dive in. You know, it's almost like tuning into an episode of EastEnders for the first time when you don't have whoever's backstory and things like that. So yeah, Alpha was just a really great reset to get back to the bare basics. And so in the last few months, I've been able to start re-looking at that relationship um, with God tuning into YouTube to watch church on the weekends and uh, things like that. It's been a really valuable experience. And I can't say that I'm at the same point as I was a few years ago, but I'm definitely, you know, heading in that direction and, you know, trying, I suppose. And I think that's the main thing, isn't it? It's you're actively choosing to be a part of that relationship in the same way as you would with you know your friendships or any romantic relationships it's choosing to put that time and effort in to cultivate it and and grow in it like any good relationship that it comes with challenges and i think um you know we all face challenges in this kind of relationship if we choose to engage in a relationship with god um, so what is something that you are currently finding challenging um, within faith or in regards to your relationship with God? I think for me at the moment, it's letting go of the control that I feel I have over my life. I obviously don't have complete control um, or as much control as I like to think I have, but it's, I think softening my heart and letting him back in and trying to spend more time actively listening to what he has to say and the influences in my life I think uh, so yeah for me right now it, it is just letting go of that that control um, and saying no you know here's the steering wheel guide me mm -hmm. as Carrie Underwood once said, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, on the flip side of that, what's something that is 
encouraging you, bringing you life. I love what you said earlier about how your life felt like it was more colorful um, once you started to pursue this relationship. So what is some of the color that you see um, being added to your life right now through your relationship with God? Um, I think it's partly, I think it's the comfort knowing that I can just come as I am. Um, I'm grateful that, you know, I think much like canvas, I can just turn up and be accepted whether I'm grumpy or frustrated or anything like that. And be able to, to talk to God about, about what's going on in my life and just have someone there to listen to me. Um, it's just really comforting, you know, really comforting to know that there is just someone there for you at all times of the day, whether you're driving into, driving into labs or doing the washing up or anything like that. It's, you know, there's someone there in, in the mundane you know, in, in the stressful times, in the good times. And yeah, it's just being grateful. I think that I'm not alone. Yep. I think that is a great reminder. So as I look back over the part of your life that I feel like I've been a part of and the greater arch of the entirety of your life, something that stands out to me is your perseverance and your determination against the odds, you know, like not allowing things, whether it be, um, you know, assuming that you were never going to do the PhD, but being open to the possibility eventually of that becoming a reality or, um, you know, having the secondhand negative judgmental experience of the church and then later in life deciding to uh, re-engage and re-explore and be open to that, I think is incredible quality that you have and something that definitely has encouraged me in just getting a front row seat and seeing that play out in your life. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to let you know and let everyone else know how awesome that has been to get to be a part of. <laughs> Thank you. I think some would <laughs> probably call it stubbornness. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have, yeah, I have been determined to try and get the best out of life. I think, yeah, I've been granted this opportunity and I just want to grab it and enjoy it and yeah, just enjoy the ride. <laughs> where do you think the stubbornness or, as I say, perseverance and determination, where do you think that comes from? Probably my grandma. <laughs> she is very motivated, determined, you know, did so much by herself growing up. I was always filled with the sense of, no, you can do something uh, if you want to do it, if you put your mind to it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, grateful for her influence, I think. Yeah. Shout out to Nan. I hope she gets <laughs> to listen to this at some point in time and 
um, yeah, it's incredible the impact that she has had in your life. Yeah, I've been really grateful, grateful for everything that she's given and sacrificed for me. And I wish I could give her the world back. <laughs> As we come into land, is there anything else you would like to say or any encouragement you have for people listening to the podcast today? Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, don't let your current personal circumstances dictate where you're going. You know, if you want something and you're willing to fight for it, just go for it, whether that's whatever career prospects or, you know, furthering your faith, you know, be true to you. <laughs> be true to you. I think that's a great, great note to end on. And as usual, we conclude each episode with a special guest with five rapid fire questions. So are you ready, Emma? So ready. Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First one, complete the sentence. Community is? Community is a place of acceptance for who you are as you are now, but one which also provides you the room and the challenge for growth, I think. What is your favorite takeaway? Chinese, always Chinese, love Chinese. Yeah, so many great different dishes that you can try. Ah, oh, Chinese. <laughs> What's something that you have binged and really enjoyed recently? I have really enjoyed Superstore. I charged through that series. I am fully caught up with what's on Netflix. Um, would recommend. Very funny. <laughs> Good to know. What's something that you are grateful for at the moment? I am grateful for... The relationships that I have in my life yeah a year of you know so much that you've not been able to do having the people there to listen when you're having a rant and provide advice and good times over the internet I've been really grateful for that and last but not least would you rather drink all of your beverages out of a very very large bucket or out of a baby bottle? <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say a baby bottle because then it feels like I'm making progress on my daily water intake. <laughs> I drank so much today. Not as daunting. Yeah, baby bottle. You heard it here, folks. Baby bottle it is. Well, that concludes our second season of uni life with Canvas Nottingham, believe it or not. Thank you so much for tuning in, for journeying with us. It has been so wonderful to get to take part in these conversations, to provide a platform for other people to share their stories, to learn together and journey together. And I am just very grateful for each and every person who has been a part of this journey.
Canvas is continuing. And so if you would like to know what we're up to next, follow us along at Instagram or Facebook at Canvas Nottingham. And who knows? Most likely you'll be seeing season three pop up in the future. So keep an eye out. And until then, have a wonderful Easter break. And you'll hear from us in the future. Bye. Bye.